0: Welcome to the Bioethics Podcast, a project of the Center for Bioethics and Human Dignity and Bioethics.com. I'm Matthew Epinett, Director of Research and Analysis at the Center for Bioethics and Human Dignity. In this edition of the Bioethics Podcast, CBHD President Andrew Ferguson reflects on the effects of the Chavo case in the year since her death. Dr. Ferguson will read his article in just a minute, but first, You probably already know that the Bioethics Podcast is available as a free subscription in the iTunes Music Store and at yahoo.com, but I've just found out that it's now possible to receive podcasts via TiVo brand digital video recorders. Apparently they're in the middle of a rollout of some new features, one of which is this ability to subscribe to podcasts. I'll have specific information on how to get the bioethics podcast on your TiVo next week. Dr. Andrew Ferguson.
1: Terry Shivo, the first anniversary. On March 31st, 2005, a brain-damaged woman in a Florida hospice died some days after her tube-delivered food and fluid were withdrawn by court order. The case of Terry Shivo may yet prove to be, to end-of-life decision-making, what Roe v Wade was to the abortion debate. Or it may not. A year on, with the pro-view held out in a book just published by husband Michael Shivo, and the anti-view argued in a book by Terry's parents, Mr and Mrs Schindler, where are we? On our associated website, bioethics.com, which deals daily with news and comment from the ever-broadening world of bioethics. The visitors' poll for the month of March 2006 has been asking, as we approach the anniversary of the death of Terry Shivo, what have we learned? Perhaps significantly, that question has stimulated less response than previous polls, but consideration of the percentages supporting the four options on offer may be instructive. What have we learned? Bioethical issues are global concerns. 18.6%. This particularly interests me. A year ago, I entered the studios of CNN in central London three days running to comment from a conservative British perspective on Terry's case. Through following pro-life news services in Europe, I had known of the case for several years but had never expected its drama to grip the news headlines, not just across the USA, but around the whole Western world. Individuals and families could identify with the personal tragedy and make their own subjective interpretations. Given how little reliable medical information came across, courtesy of the media circus, opinion in Europe was probably as unreliable as opinion in the USA. However, sitting in that studio a year ago, I suddenly realised that bioethics had gone global. And I have wondered since what future cases in which future countries will affect people's subjective responses and the consequent public policy decisions around the world. What have we learned? More public debate is needed on life issues, 18.6%. Tying for last place was the conclusion that many of the serious issues that should have been central to the Shivo decision need more discussion and need it publicly. That discussion is needed in Florida, across the USA, and around the world, and should include how much confidence can we have in medical diagnosis and prognosis, how much Influence to the financial costs of healthcare inevitably have? Was the tube feeding a futile treatment, or did a majority deem Terry Shivo had a futile life? Was the intention of stopping her tube feeding that she would die? If so, why put family and healthcare attendants, and perhaps Terry herself, through the experience of a slow and unpleasant death by dehydration and starvation? Why not get real and legalise the lethal injection the right-to-die movement wants? How should a civilised society manage the next Terry Shivo? What have we learned? The need to appoint a healthcare agent, 20%. Probably not statistically significant, but more respondents were more practical, recognising that it makes sense to plan ahead in case each of us is one day without capacity. Technically incompetent to say what we do want done and what we do not want done in the event of being unable to speak for ourselves regarding our own healthcare decision-making. There is some anecdotal evidence from physicians linked with CBHD that patients and their families are much more ready now to start such discussions with professionals when they are reminded of Terry's name. If that is so, some good will have come from this sad case. Powers of attorney, proxies, and advanced directives may all have a part to play here, and CBHD has resources available. Interestingly, in the UK, where the way healthcare is delivered is significantly different, though becoming more American, the recently launched consultation on the Code of Practice to accompany the 2005 Mental Capacity Act has just reignited the debate there about the strengths and weaknesses of trying to protect yourself in advance. There's only time here to point out that the healthy do not make their health care choices in the same way as the sick. And what we decide in advance at home may not be what we would have decided at the time, had we been able to do so. But something's got to be done, Doctor. And CBHD fellow Nick Yates has helpfully reminded us recently that these decisions are better made with the family at the fireside than in a crisis with clinicians at the bedside. What have we learned? Nothing. 42.9 percent. These respondents taking here the view that history teaches us nothing except that history teaches us nothing head the poll. Well, at least it reminds us why we need a Center for Bioethics and Human Dignity and that CBHD has a continuing job to do.
0: Dr. Ferguson is President and Chief Executive Officer of the Center for Bioethics and Human Dignity in Bannockburn, Illinois. Just a reminder, registration for CBHD's Summer Conference is now open. This year's conference will focus on neuroethics and will be held July 13 through 15 on the campus of Trinity International University in suburban Chicago. If you're planning to attend the conference, please consider presenting a paper or a workshop during the event. Accepted presenters will receive a $50 discount on conference registration. For more information and to register, please visit the conferences section of cbhd.org. My name is Matthew Epinet, and I am the Director of Research and Analysis at the Center for Bioethics and Human Dignity. I'd like to hear your thoughts about the Bioethics Podcast. My email address is matthewcbhd.org. Thank you for listening to the Bioethics Podcast. The Bioethics Podcast is a project of Bioethics.com and the Center for Bioethics and Human Dignity. The Center exists to help individuals and organizations address the pressing bioethical challenges of our day. Our website, CBHD.org, has a wealth of materials on bioethical issues. For more information about the Center and to support the work of the Center and projects like this podcast, Please visit our website, cbhd.org, and please visit bioethics.com for the latest bioethics related news and comment.